Hey guys, we're here to bring you another episode of the Gorilla Podcast, where we wrap up the events for March. And today on the show, we have Kate and Kage. What's up? Hey. Awesome. So, uh, the topics today, we only, we only have a few topics to talk about. We don't have too much to talk about, but the things we do have to talk about, they're quite interesting, actually. So, uh, some, some quick talk about finance and uh, shop-related stuff. Then we have um, the March character impact on the meta, as we do every month. Um, and then in terms of the sieges, what we think about the siege this time around, uh, we have a topic from 2 uh, as like as we've had for the last couple of months. And then we're going to talk about our thoughts for Rebirth. And then the teasing of the coming of the dark side and our thoughts on that. So first, uh, let's get the boring stuff out of the way. The finance and shop-related stuff. Uh, we had a, I think it was a newsletter recently that was confirming that the pack prices uh, were discounted and the charge distributions were, in fact, uh, changed and that those changes were intended. So uh, that means that there are new patterns uh, to come soon. That means I have to redo all my calendar and all that stuff. Yeah, it's fun for me. (laughs) Well, normally this is a boring topic, but these new sales have been really good and they've Mm -hmm. released a lot of sales for characters that Mm -hmm. people really want. So it's definitely a lot better than usual. Definitely. I definitely agree. And the, the one that really hit home with me was the one that's currently out at the time of this recording with Starfire Pack. Starfire pack for a thousand gems with a pretty decent distribution. Like I think at worst you can get in the, your rate on return is I think sixty gems per shard or something like that, which is reasonable. I mean, if you think of the standard being eighty, uh, or at least it was the standard being uh, eighty gems per shard. So I mean, the new standard's a little bit lower than that now since they've improved it. But yeah, that's still a really good deal for Starfire. And I'm not gonna lie, I bought enough to take her to Rebirth One. So. Man, I willed these, out on these shop prices are so expensive normally that any kind of discount at all, you're like, oh my god, it's so good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm normally never a fan of buying shards, but I did break on Donna Troy and bought enough to take her to rebirth too. Yeah. They're good deals. And you know, I'll give credit to where credit's due. I guess the marketing team went back to marketing school, so <laughs> Um, you know, that is what it is. So hopefully that is uh, a good trend that uh, hopefully will persist and things will get better. I, uh, I'm going to give it about two to three months of, you know, settling into the patterns and the, um, what's the word here? The sort of recognizable formulas for these packs and the variable packs and so on and so forth until I can put out like a, a calendar that I'll be, you know, uh, satisfied with so that you guys can sort of predict what packs are coming. But it seems that they're sticking to what they've had before in terms of the pattern. They're just reducing the prices or increasing the shard distribution in the packs that they've had in my previous patterns. So hopefully if they don't change too much, then you know I can do that with not too much effort. So uh, look out for that coming soon for you guys on Reddit. And let's see. So let's get into the other stuff then. So the March characters and their impact on the meta. And when we say meta, we talk mainly about PvP. But because, you know, PvP Wraith Arena is pretty much very stale, let's talk also about, you know, Siege and the showdowns and the blitzes and so on and so forth. So uh, what do you guys think about, let's say, uh, Mr. Freeze, um, Razal Ghoul, Penguin, and Scarecrow? So, hey, what do you think? Well, I'll start with Mr. Freeze. I do like Mr. Freeze quite a bit. I took him. I know I said I wasn't going to max characters anymore, but I've already 
that's already gone to the wayside since um, the other game I'd been playing did some things that made me not happy, and this game's been doing a lot of things that made me very happy. So I've gone back to my old ways, and I took him out five level eighty, and um, I've been messing with him. He's definitely a fun character. He's not—I don't think he's going to be a meta shifting, meta changing character, but I do like having another character that has a taunt. He is fairly tanky, though. Wonder Girl can still punch him into oblivion with one shot if she gets a crit, which seems to always happen. Um, but other than that, he can really hold up well. He's very good against Atrocitus teams, and he has a speed down kit that I'm still experimenting around with. I really want to try to make Mirror Master work with him, which I haven't done that much experimenting yet to be able to do so. I was gone all last week on vacation, so that's kind of on my to-do list for this week. But he does, he's, he's, a, he's a solid character. I'd say they did all right with him. Um, the reworks, Scarecrow I wasn't high on, I think, the last time we talked, but... I started. I decided to sell out in Siege and run Batgirl, Wonder Girl, Scarecrow, Donna Troy. <laughs> Man, the team is so good. I mean, it just it, it can literally beat anything. Like it does not have any problems. And for that reason, I took Scarecrow level eighty L five, and um, he does pretty good. Yeah, I have to say. As for Penguin, he's definitely. I liked Penguin prior, so he's probably my favorite of the bunch for the reworks um, for this month anyway, and. That just adding that taunt gives him exactly what you want. And I like that I actually don't feel like I have to run uh, to turn zero taunter anymore because he taunts often enough. You're taunting most of the time. So if you're running meteor characters, you can actually run that. So he, he's a solid character. He doesn't do a lot of damage, so you usually want another physical character that does high damage. But you can really bury other characters behind like a Harlequin MJ or Donna Troy or one of those. Um, I think Penguin with Donna Troy is just, it's a nasty combo. It's hard to punch through them. All in all, pretty good month. I haven't played Roz yet. He, what is, is it next, is it month, tomorrow that he's the Alliance character? Yep. Yeah. Tomorrow. Okay, so I'll probably gear him out today and start playing with him. I bought several of his packs, so when Siege ends, I'll have him L5 as well. Yeah, I, I, but of everything I've heard and seen, I'm not. I don't think he's a character we want to rush to gear. Um, I may actually save him as a gearing character because I'm down to one. Mm-hmm. So um, I may save him. I haven't decided yet. That's I'll decide between today and tomorrow. But I already took him eighty and already maxed all his skills. So first little problems, sure. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kage. What do you guys? What do you think about the new guys? Uh. Well, nothing that I'm saying that would be new to uh, hate mail, but I think I'm pretty high on Mr. Freeze. Uh, like he's, like he said, solid character. Uh, you can pair him with like Castaway Green Arrow uh, or other control characters. Uh, they do pretty well. Uh, I run him with an Aquaman team as well, and he holds up pretty well toward a one hundred punch uh, just because of the creative me. Um, Ran some teams Biogre using Alpha Man. He's like, "Well, why are you running him on a bleed team?" And I'm like, "Dude, bleeds are kind of not the point. They just got the meter down and stuff, so I just wanted to play with it." But overall, it fits in any comp and does his own thing. Uh, Roth don't have anything. I don't have any thoughts on him. I was thinking on his kit to go over Deathstroke because they both have a kit that complements each other. Uh, they both benefit off of deaths and the new sciencing stuff, but I don't really want to give my death stroke to play with him, so I'm going to let other people kind of play with that. 
That's actually the first team I'm going to test with him as a Deathstroke team. And then also Clayface could work with him. So I was thinking Brainiac, Clayface, Roz, and then maybe, you know, some other physical character. Wonder Woman, Mascara has silencing in her too, right? So, yeah, she's all right. Um, yeah, there's a couple different options for that. The problem, the problem with the the silence is that we don't have too much synergies going off. Like we've listed, like maybe a handful of characters that could work with silence, but the payoffs aren't even that good, right? Like if you think of other mechanics like invisibility, evasion, there's a lot of different payoffs for those, right? We just don't have the right payoffs right now. Raza, well, I was thinking about running Orm with him, Ocean mm-hmm. Master. I think there's some good synergy there. Yeah. I mean, you could think of just uh, silence as a debuff and run like a debuff heavy comp. So something with like Constantine, something like that. So that could that could work. I don't know. But I mean, otherwise, we don't have a very strong payoff at the moment for silence. We just have like little gimmicky stuff. I feel, and we have guys like other guys to apply a lot of silence, but nothing really to make you feel like you're getting some value out of that silence, right? Just the fact that those guys are just using their basics. That's it. Well, then my problem, too, is that I don't feel like I can run a team without Brainiac as a lead. I just, <laughs> unless I'm running, you know, the Batgirl meta. The, the only, I, I can run various teams, but I have to run Brainiac lead. Like, it just, unfortunately, you have to run Brainiac. It feels yeah. like to make a team really viable. So, I will run him. So, it's, and he doesn't bring silence. He brings stuns, which is nice, but for some reason, you just can never get stuns to be, like, really good. Yeah, that's fair enough. Alright, I mean, for me, in terms of the uh, the characters for this month, I am really liking Mr. Freeze, not just because he's a special damage dealer, but he's a big, he's a good tank. Like, he's actually a very reasonable tank, unless you're getting punched in the face by Wonder Girl, but, you know, that is what it is. And so, but I mean, uh, just 20 minutes ago, before we recorded this podcast, I was in a battle, and his tankiness really proved his worth when I was in a one-on-one battle against uh, Jessica Cruz. And it was Mr. Freeze versus Jessica Cruz. And normally you would think, because Jessica Cruz puts ink down, uh, that you would lose that because you're special damage and you eventually like do no damage if she keeps putting sex ink down on him, right? It's not actually the case. Because his heal and the way his HP thing works and the fact it's on a one-turn cooldown, it means that every time she does damage to you, he gets healed, does something else, gets healed again, and keeps going back and back and back and forth, back and forth. So he can almost like never die against Jessica Cruz. And she can't do enough damage to take him down enough. So, and his HP incrementally goes up. And then when you get to a point where you have enough HP to, you know, survive a couple of hits if it gets to that point, you basically start spamming his basic and she stacks, you, you keep stacking speed downs on her and she can never take a turn ever again. So... He really, really, really proved his worth, I think. Like, basically, I think the only couple of characters that could probably just, you know, take him out right away are physical mystics that pack a lot of punch, like Wonder Girl. And I'm thinking maybe Wonder Woman Defender of Justice. I can't think of, like, any, like, special damage uh, mystics like Etrigan actually, ironically, won't do enough damage to him because, yes, he has very high intelligence, right? So Yeah, and I like that. I like seeing new tanks and i wish we I, one of the things i was talking to you about with 2d tron actually is um you know to t- shift the meta greatly one of the things i want to see you know some people are saying we need a, a counter to the term zero taunters the problem with that is that we're just going to move to a dead shot hired gun meta if we no longer have 
a way, you know, if we can just easily get around turn zero taunters. So I think the better solution would be to just release a lot more of them. So there's yeah. variance in the different types of tanks. So we have mm-hmm. we have a lot of different kinds of taunters, and I do I'm excited to see the you know the penguins and the Mister Freeze, but I'd like to see more true turn zero taunters. Mm-hmm. And a plethora of them, because I think that we would see a pretty shift, big shift in the meta for that reason. Mm. Here's a question for you. Do you think that um, Mr. Freeze would be OP if his taunt started uh, at the beginning of at the beginning of uh, the battle and be on cooldown, sort of like uh, MJ? I don't think so. No, but he'll lose value. Why do you think so? Because you have uh, strong, physical blue strikers who can just kill him. <laughs> We have a strong mystical striker that can just kill him. Well, <laughs> uh, but but seriously though, be, uh, you have uh, Harley who has evades. You have Harley with death immunity. What does Freeze have that has sustain? I mean, he just has yeah. I, th- I think you, I think Kage's right. Actually, yeah. he would he would die too quick. That's fair. Actually, it's better that you because I think because I use his taunt, but I usually remove uh-huh. that hard hitting mystic before I cast his taunt. Yeah, also the ironic thing is part of his taunt involves him healing, so it actually benefits him to actually take some damage to actually heal something back up. So, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, okay, well, yeah, that is what it is. I think Mr. Freeze, he's not like the be-all, end-all in terms of like tanky greens. He's the second character that we've had with the chemo gear set, obviously chemo being the first one. So, that is what it is. It's good. Uh, it puts, you know, uh, special damage dealers in their place because they can't really kill him as fast. And he's a good off tank. If you play other MMO style games, he's like your off tank. He's a character that you're going to use to protect the rest of your team when your when your taunter goes down or your taunt drops. Uh-huh. I think he pairs well with like a Clayface. Yeah. Or um, oh, what's her? I just blanked out her name. The physical that taunts but not turn zero. Uh, Giganta. Oh, she's. She, I like I like running like Brainiac Giganta. And Mister Freeze as a combo because mm-hmm. you you can cycle between their taunts. Fair enough. I mean, when I when I looked at his gear set, I just uh, I wasn't really sure right at, at the uh, at the beginning of it, but then Kage confirmed with me that it was the chemo gear set. And this could be, you know, if people like him, then try out chemo. Chemo is basically the same gear set, and he's just as tanky, if not more. Um, so. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love the meter control on him though he has really really good meter control so if you like you know uh, Wally Witch Flash Mirror Master Captain Cold um, they, they pair really really well together so you basically turn into the you're never gonna kill me or, because my guy's really tanky or I'm gonna take all the turns and kill you really really slowly <laughs> so that's that's like your game plan right so so I mean I like that it's a it's a pretty neat way to play the game so in terms of Penguin and Scarecrow, I still have Scarecrow at level 1, year 0. I'm trying my best to avoid the, the evasion factors. I'm not against evasion, but evasion is just not my thing. But Penguin, I really like him as a tank. I have him at low gears right now, and he's still you know, reasonably holding his own against like year 10s, year 11s even. He gets one-shotted from time to time. But the off time he doesn't. He gets crit. He doesn't get crit. He can put a or he can put his awareness up. Can give everyone some shield. Well, that's because he has a low yeah. gear. Yeah. No, I know. But I mean, even at low gear, he doesn't sometimes get one shot. Is what I'm saying. That's oh, see. right. So that's what I'm trying to say. I, I took him. I took him at L five at the first opportunity. He's I don't, I don't know. I like his kit so much. Yeah. 
he's one of those guys that's just annoying for the other team. <laughs> so it's just really, really hard to deal with, right? So, so uh, with that, I mean, I guess they're okay in terms of the meta, but you know, we haven't really seen a shift in the meta in several months, despite the several years. <laughs> Yeah, despite an adjustment, despite new characters, I'm really, really hoping we get something soon for this evasion meta. But it doesn't give me a lot of hope that they are pushing, you know, Batgirl down our throats with the showdowns. So. Well, actually, that's usually a sign. To think about it in the past, they always like go on rampages with sales of Deathstroke right before Red Hood comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's been the kind of go-to is to get milk out the last of the, the meta for a character. So, And uh, judging by the showdown, everybody's shooting for Batgirl because they want to rebirth her. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather just play the showdown because I don't want to I don't want to play the Wraith Arena. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's basically where I'm at. Um, but in terms of that, I mean, well, it is what it is. The evasion, I don't think evasion is entirely broken. I just find it cheesy. That's all. But yeah, that's just uh, it's not even that. It's just the Wonder Girls plus Batgirl yeah. combination. Exactly. It's just everybody's tired of it. I think it's just it's yeah. it's gone on for like a year. I think that they need to give us a sort of Steppenwolf ish type of character that works with debuffs, like uh, evasion downs, like sort of Terra style, right? So if or Zod style, right? Well, Zod style, and then apply it to like the whole team, or apply it to all their team, right? Like all the uh, debuffs. I mean, so if you can do it that way. That's an elegant solution to get around under, right? So the idea that the evasion meta, I mean, I don't think it's terrible, but it's the fact that it's being backed by Wonder Girl and it's just so boring because, you know, there's nothing really much better than that. Like, let's just, you know, be honest. Is there a better, in a nutshell, is there a team composition that's better than, the, than let's say, Batgirl, uh, Harley Quinn, Mad Jester, uh, Donna Troy, and Wonder Girl? Because there is I mean, I mean you, there's no better team. If you have a choice, you'd run that if you can, right? That's just it, right? Like, you all... When, when I, when, whenever I just, like, at Siege, when I don't want to get attacked, which is right now, I'm it's nearing the final stretch, I want to be top 60, I don't want to have to buy more gems, uh-huh. or buy more energy, I mean. So I'm running the back roll, but I'm using Scarecrow instead of MJ, which I think works. Some people say it's easier to face. They, they, they probably work about the same, um, but... Either either way, that come either Batgirl or I'm sorry, Scarecrow or MJ. They're both frustrating. Is that I can? There's no team I can't beat with that. I go into every match comfortable that I'm going to win. The only team that gives me a hard time is the mirror match. Actually, now that you were touching on that, you were saying you were using Scarecrow instead of MJ. Do you like? Do you think that Scarecrow might be better than MJ, or is MJ still just better than Scarecrow? If you had to pick between the two, no, MJ is still the queen. She, I mean, that counter attack is just so strong. And the pro thing is that if you're if the enemy team's using Scarecrow, you can beat it easily because you can remove Scarecrow quickly with Wonder Girl. But I mean, Steppenwolf quickly with Wonder Girl. But when you're using but when people are facing you, if they bring Scarecrow or Steppenwolf, he gives you the three hit chance up very quickly, so you can negate it. But MJ has like ninety five evasions, so you're never going to hit her, even with Steppenwolf early. Mm-hmm. So it's more frustrating to deal with MJ. Fair enough. Plus, if you miss, she's going to obliterate any mystics. So. I mean, this is a good segue into our next topic, which we're ta- which will be Siege. I mean, uh, since you're already talking about Siege, Kage, what's your thoughts on the Siege this time around? 
I like the siege. It's a uh, uh, lower. The battles are slower paced. Uh, take a million years to finish, but that's okay because uh, your energy recharges a million, you know, just as long anyway. And I've not seen too many evasion characters. Um, obviously, you're seeing boards of atrocities done from Wonder Girl. Yep. Um, but you at least have Penguin in a tank for you and Mr. Freeze to slap people around. Yep. So, I'm mildly entertained by the siege, but I'm ready for it to be over today. Yeah. Me too. I mean, but I, I, the one thing I, I do like is when you were talking on, touching on Atrocitus and Donna Troy being, you know, a big part of that, that meta. I love letting Mr. Freeze in the siege for that reason, because I, every time I see an Atrocitus, uh, battle like before in PvP, I just be like, oh, not this again. But now with Mr. Freeze, it's like, I get so many counterattacks. I get so many policies. It's awesome. And I run characters like Etrigan and Larflees, right? So it's awesome. I mean, sure, you know, you can revive as many times as you want. I just keep getting more hits. So it's awesome for me. I like that. So, I mean, in terms of the actual siege changes, this time around, there was actually no changes from the last one, if I'm not mistaken, right? So the revenge costs was the same. Uh, the points distributions were the same, and the rewards were exactly the same. There was nothing actually changed, right? Except for trophies. No, trophies actually were improved from the last time too, right? I thought the revenge cost was lowered. Was it? I mean, three. No, it's the same, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is the same as last time. I'm getting the one before and confused. It, and it's still minus four points, right? For the... Yep. For a loss. Yeah, and the rewards are still the same. So, I mean, normally every time a new siege comes out, I would compare it to the previous sieges and then show what the changes were. But I believe this time around, the reason why I didn't do it is because it was exactly the same. So, the question is, did we find the sweet spot for siege in terms of its format? And what do you guys think of the current format? Do you think they could still change it or what? I don't think so. No? I actually think it's okay. I'm sorry, go ahead, Kage. No, I think uh, they they still need to keep they still need to fine-tune it, but uh, I just don't think they've had time to fine-tune it. All right. Hey, what do you think? I'd like to see a little something else, and I think maybe we will see that next month. Because I remember, originally, we were told that, the t- I think, I don't know, the top some of the top-level ranks in Siege might get crystals or something along those lines. And I think if they did that, we'd be fine. I'm a little more high on getting shards than I was before because of Rebirth, so that kind of adds to the value of being a higher rank. Mm-hmm. But I kind of also, before I wanted to have to buy the gems every time because I wanted to compete, but now I'm like, do I really want to have to buy that many gems? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can get top 60 without buying many, if any, gems. And it's still a challenge. So I, I think Siege is in a pretty good spot overall. I'm I'm okay with that. It's so much better than Wraith. If I have to compare the two, then I'm 100% okay with the way it is. Fair enough. I mean, now, speaking as a, you know, I wouldn't say a whale, but, you know, a dolphin or, I mean, even semi-free to play at some, po- at some points. Um, and this is for you guys who are free to play as well. Um, when you think of Siege in terms of the way they've increased the Siege output or the Shards output and the fact that it's for a paywall character every time, and the way you can access um, shards in this game as it is for other characters, I think you could pretty much reasonably take any character. I mean, if you're decent enough level 
and you can do decently well in PvP and most of PvE, you should be able to get most characters in the game to at least Legendary 1 or higher. And that's a good, a great place to be at. Like, the fact that Ra's al Ghul and Batwoman before him and all the other Siege characters get a follow-up uh, PvP week the month after, you get another chance to get another, you know, um, maybe 100 or so shards to add on to your collection to get them to that higher stage. So, I mean, it's a good point for players who don't want to invest too much money in the game or none at all and still have you know, a reasonable, reasonably developed roster. And I think you know, that's good, the fact that they're sort of just handing this out to us, right? Yeah, I mean, this game is definitely free-to-play friendly. Very free-to-play friendly. Yeah. In fact, you know, and you know, I complain all the time that minimal to spend in a lot of cases have advantages in the game where siege you really don't anymore um showdowns you don't so i'm okay with one pvp mode i wish they would adjust the point spread just a little bit so it's not so terrible when you actually want to do a character on there but i honestly the way it is now i could live with it because we now the siege is permanent and we have showdowns seems like showdowns every month now uh yep Pretty much. It's been pretty consistent for the last three months, so I would say so. I haven't really tracked it. One of the things that really excite me about Rebirth is the fact that I actually want to run all this stuff now. So I'm running the showdowns, I'm running all the other events, which I haven't done in eight months. Yeah. I mean, the idea behind uh, Rebirth 2 is that it makes you make it makes you play of the other modes of the game too, and for me personally, just playing other modes of the game other than the PvP Wraith Arena just gets me away from the meta if I can for most for the most part. Of it. But then you still see, you know, some bad girl teams show up here and there from time to time. Yeah, but I mean, there's three or four of them versus nine more of them. So, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't bother me as much as it did. Alrighty, in those modes at least. All right, let's move on from there. We got a topic from 2 Tron, as we have been for the last couple of months. And his topic this time around is, what do we think about uh, certain characters in the meta? And this time around, his uh, options were Cyborg and or Man- Martian Manhunter. The reason is because Cyborg is a very good rebirth candidate, because most of you guys should have a lot of his shards, and he's a farmable character. Martian Manhunter is because it's been about one year since he's been out. So it was March this time last year with the March Madness for the Martian Madness thing. I can't remember what it was called. But first, let's talk about Cyborg, I guess. So what do you guys think about Cyborg as a character and how we're going to use him in the meta? So, Kage, why don't you go first? You know, I haven't used Cyborg in what feels like a long time. (laughs) So I don't really have any thoughts on him, I think. Uh, He was probably one of my first Deathstroke counters, but obviously, since he's not really relevant, Cyborg, I feel, isn't really relevant. And then whenever I see him in uh, PvP or Red Alerts, I'm like, oh, it's a free free win because I just run Star Sapphire or Wonder Girl or any blue ever and just nuke him down in one shot. So I'm not really scared of him. There are occasionally good Cyborg teams like uh, I see uh, Hal Jordan, Cyborg, Harley Quinn, and Wonder Girl. So, how do I going to call those assists and, you know, ramp Cyborg up? So, you kind of need me in your own Wonder Girl to keep that in check. So, other than that, not really a threat. And I don't know if he could use a rework. I just don't think he's just relevant. His kit just is outdated. I just don't know what they can do. I actually know what they can do with him. 
<laughs> they need to give him. They need to let him start out with can't miss, and he would instantly be one of the better characters. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. You guys give him a can't miss on the nuke turn one, right? Not the nuke necessarily. Just put it on his basic. I don't think uh, that would make him overpowered at all. Fair enough. Mm. That, that way you uh, can charge him up reliably. You can charge him up reliably and then go from there, right? Yeah, because you could go. I mean, uh, so before you go into Martian Manhunter, I actually it's funny because when Sudetron sent the message saying that you know uh, these are the characters you want to talk about, I had just faced a team that destroyed me that had Cyborg. Oh yeah, and it got me really thinking about him because I had been kind of chewing on the idea of because he's you know my billion shards for him. And um, but he works really well because if you pair him with and I uh, pair everybody with Brainiac lead, you're not going to get automatically nuked down by Wonder Girl. But then I was thinking Donna Troy and Penguin put him on the team with him, mm-hmm. and then right away you can keep him protected. And once he has time to ramp, he's scary. I mean, he can mm-hmm. even Mystics, and he but he has to be protected. He gets protection from Donna Troy constantly because he stacks up so many buffs too. Yep, and then Penguin gives them the affinities and gives them shielding. The other thing I always always run, if I if there's no um Wonder Girl on the opposite team, just run Steppenwolf. But turn one, you can use this big gun and that automatically just kills Harley Quinn MJ or any other character and you won't miss. So he's yeah. not a bad character. He just he has to have time to ramp so he has to be on a team that protects him. And uh, like most characters, he's very vulnerable to Wonder Girl, so you gotta protect him from her. All right. Now, while, well, like, as Kage was saying about Cyborg, um, when a lot of times when people see him on the other team, they're not that scared of him. They, they think, oh, it's an easy win. I'm going to nuke him down real fast. There, there's a reason for that. It's be, mainly because his AI is really stupid, too. It has to do with the way the programming um, uses the abilities. They usually use the, the more, quote-unquote, bigger payoff moves, which is the third and then the second and then the basic, in that order, um, if it's off cooldown most of the time, right? Now... That means the AI being as stupid it is, it will use its his nuke before his basic, right? Uh, or sometimes they'll, they'll use his buff and then his nuke, right? And most of the time, because those two are off cooldown, he'll never get to actually use his basic, so he'll never actually get his hit chance up to for the nuke to not miss, right? I've seen some pretty competent AI-controlled cyborgs. Yeah. yeah every now and again. Well, he, the, some people use... I, I experimented with them, and I just never could get it to work because... I need a Brainiac character that doesn't have to be in lead, but then using Atrocitus team. Exactly. Because then he'll just start with his basic. That's what I was going to get at, yeah, because I got that idea from uh, M4 uh, a while back. He was saying uh, the only way you get around the stupid AI is you bring uh, a character like Atrocitus that forces him to use his basic, right, first. You know, he might be good with Mr. Freeze against Atrocitus teams. Mm -hmm. Because then you get get the... um, uh, the call assists uh, from time to time if uh, if someone hits you, right? So that's good. One thing I was going to say too is if they ever release a character, and I would hope they would do this against Batgirl, is to have you know a turn one can't miss for the team. Then you could run him. He would be like the best character because you could run his uh-huh. big nuke right away against MJ. So, I mean, I guess to wrap up Cyborg in a nutshell, uh, you basically want to run him with call assisters or counter like counter attackers like um, Mr. Freeze, uh, basically to get his basic off as much as you can before you can before you choose to use his nuke. That way, he's sufficiently ramped up and can't miss. Um, the other thing is that I mean, he is a glass cannon, so you want to protect him if you can. So if you have a taunter to protect him, or if you have a way to give him awareness or something like that, it's a good idea too. 
Um, otherwise, his other synergies would be with Steppenwolf. Um, if you're not running against Wonder Girl, that way you can make it so that he has can't miss before his turn, and then you can start off with the Duke, right? But that, that's where they need. He needs his leader needs reworked into yeah. can't miss for the team. That would be awesome. Yeah, you make him a tier one character like straight off the bat, and he's uh, readily farmable. So oh, there you go. Uh, so if you're listening, devs, that's your homework. <laughs> Uh, Alright, let's get into Martian Manhunter. So this is actually a character I really like. So um, I'm going to start off talking about him, then I'll let you guys talk about him for a second. So the thing I like about Martian Manhunter, he covers the bases that um, the cyborg is needed to pair with. So you can pair a cyborg with Martian Manhunter too, because he calls assists. So it, uh, And he provides, he's sort of like a special damage or a reverse Hal Jordan in a sense. Whereas... Uh, Hal Jordan's basic is a physical damaging move, and his big hit move is a special damaging move. Martian Manhunter is the opposite. It's a special damage basic, and a big, his big hit move is a physical damaging move. Um, and they both provide stuns. They both provide some sort of protection. Hal Jordan in the way of shields. Martian Manhunter in the way of uh, awareness. However, Martian Manhunter's uh, team leader ability... Uh, gives it makes it so that your team gets uh, awarenesses every time someone dies. So he kind of can be built around that sort of a throw someone under the bus type of mechanic like uh, Constantine or De- Deathstroke. So that's what made him quote unquote abusable. And I think at the time when he was released, you know, Finale Calipino was going on about how he thinks his character is getting nerfed because it's too abusable. I mean, what do you guys think of that whole mechanic as it is the sort of throw your guy under the bus mechanic? No one runs it, so, you know, not a problem. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, if they ever fix Arena to where if character's standing, that's then it would be a little bit more. I think we would see more of it. But I don't think it's abusable at all. I mean, it is a viable strategy if you have a weaker team or you have a weaker roster and you uh-huh. have to run or you're doing alliance days and you have to run a character. Um, Deathstroke's probably still a better option yep. overall, I would say, for that purpose. But, I mean, I, I think it's fine. I mean, you lose a character, you want to get those buffs, and it helps keep your team alive. So it's not like it's ramping it up to where you're going to nuke a team. You're just staying alive. Like, in a perfect world, and that being a world where Wonder Girl doesn't exist, uh, and you can not care about having a lot of buffs on your guys, you can get to a point with um, Martian Manhunter and Donna Troy, where you just stack up tons and tons and tons of awareness on all your teams. And you pair him with characters like Wonder Woman, Defender of Justice, and Poison Ivy to spread around those awarenesses and multiply them and gets really out of control really fast. I remember, I think it was uh, Mr. Scotty Mack a while ago when um, Atrocities came out, I think. And they were running, Atro- no, it was when, yeah, when Donna Troy was coming out, you had Atrocities, or was it Atrocities, um, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, Defender of Justice, and someone else, I think. And then there were just tons and tons and tons of awarenesses everywhere. You could just never kill them. So that was a fun team up until Wonder Girl was released. What I want to see for Martian Manhunter, because I do like Martian Manhunter surprisingly more than I thought I would. Uh And he doesn't have to be in lead to use a lot of his abilities. So I like Brainiac lead, Martian Manhunter, Donna Troy. But the problem is finding that fourth character that really fits into that group. We really, really should get, I think this would make so many more comps viable, a uh, physical stunning character that benefits from stunts. 
because you really because the other three they stun they don't benefit from stuns and we I want a character that you know is is a, like a killer frost that benefits from stuns and then that would open up a bunch of killer frost comps as well or like a gorilla garage but physical yeah I mean it, but also that doesn't have to be a leader because I want to be able to run oh, okay. Brainiac lead to survive with all my buffs fair enough. Uh, all right. I mean, uh, Gargan, you have any thoughts on Martian Manager? Kind of vanilla, I guess. I mean, he, he's just not the type of character I, I like to run. Uh, he makes your team more defensible or more defensive, but I already have Donna Troy for that, so I don't. And I know they play really different roles, uh, but the whole uh, gimmick with awareness and protecting your team, I'd rather just have Donna Troy run a different leader. And then that's just more, more of my play style. I know Martian Manhunter is good, uh, but to me he's kind of like a yeah he's good, but I'll pass. Kind he's of kind of a B minus character. He's not uh, yeah, exactly. He's not bad. He's just not good. He's not a tier one. Yeah. He's like a tier two and a half, three at best, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's probably about accurate. That's yeah. Good. All right. I mean, that is what it is. Um, so I mean, just to wrap up. Martian Manhunter, in terms of teams, I would probably put him into uh, awareness-based teams or teams that would like would care about buffs and spreading them around. So, like, the uh, sort of Defender of Justice, Ivy type of combination. So, that probably would work out well for you. Just avoid Wonder Girl like the Plague. It'll be fine. Uh, so, that means don't play with three. So, uh, we, we need uh, CC Rider, co-writer, I don't know how he pronounces his name, to come on and talk about Martian Manhunter because I know that's his favorite Character. Oh, yeah? Cool. All right. Maybe uh, someday we'll have that on. All right. Well, let's get into sort of the meaty stuff for this month. So we had um, our first look at Rebirth. Uh, so what do you guys think of Rebirth? Was it really the soft gear 12 we were thinking it was? And what are the advantages or disadvantages of Rebirthing? So, um, hey, why don't you go first? Well, I know some people aren't thrilled about it, but I have to say Rebirth really, even though it's you know, so far we've only been able to rebirth what two characters total now, and um, there's no other way to gain crystals yet, which I'm sure that's going to change very soon. Um, actually, you know what? One one other thing I'm very surprised by, very surprised, is that we haven't seen a crystal sale yet. So I don't know if that is just coincidence and that's coming, or if the sales team decided they learned their lesson from the Martian Manhunter debacle back in the day and decided to leave something very difficult to obtain except through high level content, which hopefully is coming next month. Um, so we, uh, you know, I don't know, but in either case, this has definitely opened the game up a lot for me. So I think for, if you're, uh, you know, a newer player or you've been free to play all along, you're probably looking at this as pretty daunting, but I don't feel like you have to have it. So, I think it's for somebody who's got most characters close to max. I have everyone L5. I have a good chunk of them 80. Everyone geared. I was getting very bored. There was just nothing to work towards anymore. And this reinvigorated all that. At first, I kind of felt like it was a little too much. And then now, even though it's horrifically expensive and I don't know or I'm not sure how you're going to get tons more shards. I don't know. It just it's really made the game more enjoyable for me because now I want to run all the events. I want to run Red Alerts again. I ran Alerts for the first time yesterday and I actually had a lot of fun doing it. So a lot of old content has suddenly become new content to me because I haven't run it in a year. There you go. That sounds very uh, optimistic then. 
Good. Um, all right, Kage, what are your thoughts on the fact that the, the real a soft gear 12 and what are the advantages and disadvantages of rebirthing to you? I uh, it's too hard early to say because a rebirth one character typically isn't going to be a threat to you unless they're level 80. And so I've tried to fight you know certain level 80 characters who are rebirthed and they hold up just a tad bit more, but not by much. New, so, uh, you, so like 10% more, you would say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whatever, dude. <laughs> I mean, on that tangent, but on, no, it's, just on a short tangent about that, mean, that tad, that tad bit, uh, I think there's one or two characters, one or two people out there who have a rebirth to Wonder Girl. And uh, from what I saw, she can now at one at rebirth two withstand a death shot or a dead shot shot to the face. So oh, that's painful. I haven't seen yeah. one yet out there. So that's that's, I, that's big. Yeah, that's big. I think that's a good thing, though. What? <laughs> no, I think that's a good thing because you don't want your glass cannons like falling all over the place. I mean, so, I don't. If it's another glass cannon, that's fine. It's weather girl. I, I don't accept. <laughs> That's fine. That's my issue. Well, that's why I, I went ahead and broke down and got those Donna Troy shards because I felt like having her rebirth uh, whenever I can get the crystals, I'm going to take her rebirth. I think I'm going to take her RB2 before any other character because I think she's going to be such a nightmare to kill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there, are certain cat, there are certain players out there that are like, oh, Donna Troy needs to be nerfed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just love how you just troll them like that. Oh yeah, and then the other character, if they release a sale, I will go broke over is the Brainiac. I will take him as high rebirth as I possibly can. All right, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell some something for those people who are having trouble with um, what's her name with Donna Troy. She's a physical based uh, Mystic tank. So the best way to kill her, and one of the only ways to kill her in the game real easily, is a special damaging physical character like Doctor Poison. Dr. Poison makes short work of her. She doesn't instantly kill her, but she kills her quite quickly. It's because of... Uh, Bleed teams in general do very well against yeah. mm-hmm. um, Donna Troy. Yep, there you go. So not only does um, Dr. Poison do special damage, and her bleeds do true damage. So, yeah, that eats away real, real quick uh, at uh, Donna Troy. So there you go. That's a way to combat around it. And I hope that they reduce more uh, special damaging physical characters so that we can deal with uh, big blue tanks that way. So, anyways. Um, now, in terms of the the idea of the advantages and disadvantages of rebirthing, now, I think a lot of people out there, uh, and even I think Kage included as well, um, like me, were thinking that we don't. We want to hold off on rebirthing as much as we can to avoid that sort of uh, spike in power level for things like uh, the PvP rate arena power rating, the power score rating, and for red alerts because that will sort of throw things out of whack if you have a sort of rhythm going, especially with the scores and the type of teams you're facing in red alerts. So keep that in mind. Remember that when you are increasing. Uh, your character stats by 10%, you're increasing their power level by 10%, so everything is going to get adjusted for that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Kage, but didn't some of the owls on our team note that it doesn't seem to be affecting Wraith Arena at this time? Yeah, not at this time, It's just, but right now they only have like one character. I know Jon Snow 
has his Starfire rebirth, and she's like eight million power, and he's doing just fine in PvP. But once he's four, it usually, it usually takes like three or three or four characters to go over the threshold to change it. Um, I know guys who accidentally took their Marfleys to level eighty, level five or whatever, and it just ruined their wraith. And it's Marfleys was like only their third highest power character, but it just took that to throw him over the edge. Now, I took uh, my first rebirth character was Superman, obviously. Uh, he's my only L5 and my only rebirth character. And the fact that he's sort of a tanky, not not very high physical score, um, helps me helps keep that uh, you know down. But at the same time, like I said earlier, I did buy enough uh, packs of Starfire to take her to rebirth one too. So I'm probably going to do that sometime in the near future. So I'm hoping that doesn't throw things out of whack. But like if you're saying that Jon Snow has the, you know the same the same idea already, and I guess Kate, you have you have a rebirth Starfire as well, right? Yeah, and she is my strongest character. So, yeah. so uh, do, you, do like, any of you guys she over she overwent Etrigan and everybody when I rebirth? You have right, but mine's eighty too. You have eighty, right? Yeah, I'm going to try and keep her at seventy, also because I'm trying to keep Superman higher than her, so I can have him as my portrait. So we'll see. But I mean, I think as it stands, if I take them both to seventy and rebirth one, she's going to be higher than Superman at the beginning. So I'm going to have to level up Superman a bit more get higher but anyways um i think at the moment there's no strict disadvantage but there might be uh depending on the way the power rating score system changes in the future um but you know if you're worried about that just hold off keep the shards until you're ready to do so but you know if you can't resist if it's a character you really like just go for it it looks awesome like i think the aesthetics the way they did it it really really looks great i mean what do you guys think yeah, I like that, and I like that you get the free costume change. I know you can pay a thousand gems, but I just refuse to pay a thousand gems yeah. to get a different costume, just because I know I'm going to eventually rebirth everybody. Yeah, um, one day, far, far in the future. So you know, I what I did was I went ahead and bought the costume change for Wonder Girl, just because wow. I really like the basic outfit. Well, the other thing I love too is when you face them, the rebirth characters yeah are not gray, which is awesome. Exactly. So oh yeah, here's the look beautiful. Here's the, the lore behind this, or at least the sort of a made-up lore that some people in the JLR were talking about. So, the idea is that you have your regular characters who are on your team. They're the good guys, right? Then you're fighting against, you know, Necron's minions. They're the wraiths because they've, quote-unquote, died and went over to the, the dark side, right? And that's why they're grayed out and they have those weird, like, evil eyes, right? Then you have the rebirth characters. Basically, they've been reborn. So, they've died and come back. <laughs> so, that's why they're no longer grayed out and they don't have the evil eyes anymore. So they're no longer under Necron's control. Yeah, it's, that's kind of what I was figuring in it. I, I mean, it's cool that they did it that way. It's just it's a neat little gesture. We're all tired of facing the gray characters. And it also lets you identify who's more of a threat. Exactly. Because I know that was for whatever reason that they were weirdly changing the characters' costumes. So that was an elegant solution to that. I actually thought that yeah. was a really good idea. Yeah. And the other thing that excites me more than anything is I feel like we're finally moving the story forward. So, you know, I feel like, while it may not even be this year, I feel like we're moving forward so that we may see a Chapter 9 and advance more content, because we know content's coming, so hopefully, you know, eventually the the storyline advances, too. I really hope we get away from the Black Lantern stuff, because this is really boring. (laughs) I mean, I know a lot of people love that storyline, but after two years, like, all right, we we need something new. we We need to change this. Like, hopefully... Uh, and it's a good segue to the next thing, you know, with Darkseid coming, that will usher in a new storyline to help. So, now, 
let's talk about that. Now, the teasing, uh, the coming of Darkseid. We've seen a lot of like little newsletters with um, uh, event information and a ton of shards all over the place. So first of all, what do we think about the Zatanna shards since last November, right? We've been getting them. So what do we what do we think about that, first of all? So, Kage, go ahead. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't speculate on these things. Well, uh, let me jump in. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only... Because I can't think of, storyline-wise, any real correlation between Zatanna and Darkseid is that she's a farmable character that people probably already have some shards for so they're trying to give you a way give you know free to play and minimal to spend players or newer players a character they can unlock that does healing and I'm speculating that she's probably a rework I would hope in the near future maybe next month maybe the month after or whenever but you know, so that's a character you could take up if you already had a lot of her shards. You could rebirth her if you didn't. She's, you know, she's still a solid healing character for PVE content. Mm-hmm. So depending on what kind of PVE content we get, she probably could be useful. Now I'm going to go a bit sort of out of the box here. Now, if we think about sort of lore and uh, comic books related stuff, one of the good ways to take down um, powerful characters is with magic, right? So Justice League Dark could play a, a big role in the storyline if that becomes a thing, right? The other thing to think about, uh, on top of the fact that she might be reworked, is that Darkseid, if we come again, if he, if he becomes a playable character or if he's a character that we have to fight against uh, in sort of like a boss format or something like that, he's probably going to be an energy character. What do you guys think? Am I, am, I off, am I off the mark here? That would be my guess. What I would love to see... Mm-hmm. And I kind of get this idea from um, the other game I've been playing Ion, uh-huh. is Ion has like three different affinities, firewood and water, which uh-huh. could be almost energy, physical and mystic. Uh-huh. You know, they could they have light and dark characters, which are kind of the gray. So I would love to see Darkseid be a neutral affinity, because I think that would be a, a very cool added addition. But if he wasn't a neutral affinity, if they never decided to go down that road for whatever reason, um, I think you're right. Energy seems like the most likely affinity for him, if he's right. playable. Now, I'm not sure he'd necessarily be playable. I, ho- I would love, I hope, he's playable, and that whatever the coming of Darkseid ushers in, you know, legendary events or whatever that ends up being, um, I hope that he's, you know, a character that's difficult to unlock and they don't sell him for a very, very long time. Yeah. Now, now with that, uh, I'm going to think that if he is going to be an energy character, that means if you're going to use Zatanna, uh, she's a mystic, so she's going to be able to do tons and tons of damage to him. So that's probably a good reason why uh, you want to use a character like her. She's also a character that people have lots and lots and lots of shards with for because she's farmable. And she was you know, in so many different events and things like that. So a very good Rebirth 1 character as well. So, thing to think about. Now, what do we expect for Darkseid then on that topic? So, with what they've been saying in the newsletters, what do you guys speculate on for the coming of Darkseid? Um, hey, why don't you go first? Uh, that's hard to say, but the... You know, I, I've been thinking there's going to be some kind of based or storyline based something where you fight him at the end and he's some big bad boss that would be the most likely scenario um i hope they you know really do it up to where he's super challenging and you know you really you almost 
feel like you have to rebirth characters to get there. I think that would be really awesome. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited something new and grand is coming. They had, what was the newsletter about Steppenwolf that came out? Uh, it was like, your, these characters are going to fall when Steppenwolf comes, and he's coming very soon. Yeah, so in the storyline, Steppenwolf's always been kind of the herald to mm-hmm. Darkseid. So I would guess that he's going to be like an intermediate boss that you'll fight on your way to Darkseid would be the most likely scenario of some kind. Um, so either way, I'm super excited for it. I'm I'm just so excited. You know, it's been so long. We keep hearing new content's coming, new content's coming, new content's coming. And now we know new content is coming, and it seems like it's right around the corner. I'd be really surprised if it wasn't next month or early part of next month at some point. Um, so, so basically, your speculation is that uh, we're gonna fight up. We're gonna fight against Steppenwolf first, who's gonna usher in Darkseid, and then Darkseid's gonna come in and you know wreak havoc on us all. So the first part is getting through Dark or uh, Steppenwolf. That means if you run a team of Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, uh, they'll do nothing, and then Superman shows up, and and you know the movie's over, <laughs> right? I mean, follow the movie in the very life, but who knows? Um, yeah. So that is what it is. I mean, I think that's probably a very good, uh, what's the word here? Assumption uh, or sort of guess to go down. Um, you know, I'm going to be maybe mildly sad that we can retire the coming soon meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll just leave that icon there and then put it on a new icon of some kind. Okay. That is that is if it's actually the legendary events itself. It could be something completely different, right? So maybe. They'd be crazy not to put it there. But, <laughs> but it would be funny if they did. Yeah. Or it would be funnier if they changed it to something like they, they took the icon away and they changed it to something else and then it was like, oh, it was like it was never there. <laughs> so... Or did they put a new icon in this that's coming soon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest, that would be the biggest troll, yeah, actually. Uh, uh, or well, the other big thing this could be, though, and not to go down this rabbit hole, but I did see a message on the in-game forum that this could just be leading up to a big April Fool's prank. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. They really should do that. They should release it on April Fool's Day. That would be hilarious because nobody would know <laughs> what's, what's real and what isn't. <laughs> it's like the prizes the prizes are like all like you know a million uh, a million gems for free and then oh, you, you, know you, you go to you write nothing <laughs> remember when uh, skin changes got leaked mm-hmm. they should release uh, legendary contents on April Fool's and then just a couple hours later oh sorry we know you guys want new content we'll keep that in mind that was funny. <laughs> the, uh, it kind of got me thinking about us doing something for April nah, Fool's he, Day. <laughs> he, he, here's, here's the other thing I was thinking for an April Fool's joke. It's Dark Side, right? So you you load your game on April 1st, and all of a sudden you see a lot of downloading new content, right? You load in your game, you go into your first battle, and your characters look fine when you load the battle up. Everybody on your team and the other team are in Dark Side skins. That would be funny. Well, it's just like that—the uh, ogre day. Yeah, exactly. It's all. <laughs> like all chemos. But I mean, basically, yeah. basically, if you had it so that um, everybody was dark side, but you're still using your characters as is, it's like, hey, look, dark side's here now. Here's the coming of dark side. <laughs> so that's the one thing I wish this game had that we see in some of the other games that we that play. Is they always have like constantly have crazy events that have all kinds of weird skins and stuff. I, I would love to see more of that here. Yeah. 
Anyways, um, I guess we're running a bit long, so we'll uh, wrap things up there. Yeah, we had a short episode. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a short episode, but it ended up being an hour anyways, so there you go. Um, as we do with the with every episode of the podcast, we'll wrap up with shout-outs. So shout-out to 2D Tron at the Zatanna level, earning him his topic suggestion each episode and this shout-out. So if you guys want to be heroes like him and the other guys on uh, Patreon who are helping uh, support us and keep the lights on, consider being a patron at uh, patreon.com slash WROL broadcasts. And if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or what have you, or on YouTube, uh, give us a like, give us a comment, hit that thumbs up, do whatever you can to support us uh, if you're not already supporting us. So um, with that, call it there. Have a good night, guys. Good night, everyone. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of WROL Broadcasts, a subsidiary of the Oddsman and We Are Legends. To view additional content and support the show, please go to patreon.com slash WROL Broadcasts.